0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at VoiceFirstai. AI. Welcome back to Your Voice First Podcast. Today, we've got Vaughn Graves, the CEO and co-founder of Yuzik Brands. Vaughn, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. For people who aren't already aware of what Yuzik is, can you kind of give a high-level overview of what is Yuzik?
1: So Yuzik is a brand for undiscovered artists. Um, I use brand because brand is broad. Yuzik um, is, the, what I see Yuzik as being is everything. Um, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's gonna be products, it's gonna be artists, it's just gonna be something that people do. And just are, you know what I mean? And I think that uh if we do it right and execute right, it's going to be uh, you know, it, it's gonna identify how serious you are about your music. You know, are you on music? Um, if not then, you know, what are you doing? So so that that's what music is. Um uh originally we started off as a tech company. Uh we we Euro stepped, I'm not gonna say pivoted, but we euro stepped a little bit. And uh Right now what we're doing is actually just managing artists and and just trying to add as much value to to artists as possible um, from a management standpoint. Um, The reason why we chose management as opposed to record label, um, management uh, allows us to to be uh, more inclusive as opposed to exclusive. So labels Mm -hmm. like the guard artists um, and you know, this is mine and no one can touch them and kind of keep them underneath their umbrella. as a management company, what we're allowed to do is broker deals and be able to find our artists the right situation for them. Um, so rather than it being one record label, we could very well have bridges and
0: relationships with every record label. So, You've got big plans for music, and just from interacting with Alexa for musicians, I've started to see music comes out of a lot of musicians' mouths. Which Whether they're working with you or they're not, you're on people's minds so, you, I'm just gonna say you're doing a great job so far. It's a blessing. Man. For musicians that are listening and are curious of what it takes to get on music, is are there any preliminaries or requirements or kind of what does the process look like when you wanna bring on a new musician onto the music brand?
1: Um, so, so we're still we're still growing and and trying to figure out um, uh, the best way possible to service. As many artists as, as we can. Um, um, what we were doing, what we were, we were selling packages um, for just like the simple services, like management services. So we wouldn't technically be your manager, but we will get you set up with uh, the things that uh, a manager should should be having you set up with. But then you have to take that and then go. Go do it yourself, kind of like Papa Murphy's. I guess I don't know if everybody, if anybody's ever heard of Papa Murphy's. It was a pizza, pizza. place, yeah, yeah, dope. <laughs> so, I know of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So with Papa Murphy's, the difference between them and like a, a Papa John's, um, Papa John's is gonna cook the pizza for you, um, and all you gotta do is eat it. Um, Papa Murphy's is gonna give you all the ingredients, but you have to go take that and, and do what you will with it. So um, that was our approach originally. Um, there were certain artists that started to stand out to us. Um, the first artist that, you know, we really got behind and uh, was King Shot, who's a young artist out of Columbus, Ohio. He's very, very talented, very humble, um, but has that it factor about him where you know, like, he's going places. Um, something that I also identify with as well. So, um, so I related to, to that and, and loved his energy and his passion. Um, from there, we expanded out, and we have, you know, really, really great artists. I'll just, you know, go ahead and throw them out. Um, Dollar Sign Asia, who's actually opening up for Derez Deshawn tomorrow at Scully's, a uh, really big show. So she's also underneath the brand. Uh, Poppy K, who's uh, also an incredible artist, um, engineers his own music, um, and you know he reminds me of like a Russ type of type of artist. So I'm excited for him as well. Uh, we have Quandat, um, who's uh, very much in the scene of what's hot right now. And where the, the kids or what the kids are listening to. So Kwanda has his hand on, on that and he brings a lot to the table as well. Um, bankroll, L V, Dollar Sign, L V dollar sign. Everybody likes dollar signs in their names now. Um, and then and then myself, you know, I'm also an, an artist on the platform. Oh, also I'm sorry, nasty V, Sad Boy Left. Uh, since I'm naming people, I can't miss out on Jay Mills, uh, who's also an incredible engineer and is doing an amazing job at our studio of just uh, just keeping people through the doors, man, and introducing music to, to more people. So, um, everybody has a, a collective, cohesive mentality. So, if anything that we're looking for, we're looking for: are you willing to buy into what music is? Um, um, are you willing to support? You know, the other artists that are on the platform, and rather than looking at them as um, competitors can you look at them as teammates um, I think that you know to collectively together everybody can add value to each other you know you can take an artist like Shad who has 15-16 thousand followers um, and he's showing love and supporting an artist that might have 2 or 3 thousand um, you know everybody utilizing social media uh, putting each other on each other's lives uh, I'll, I'll get everybody make sure they have TikToks uh, since that's the new wave um, but yeah just definitely just a uh, collaborative cohesive energy that um, and culture that we've been able to, uh, to create and, and kind of maintain. So, you know, we definitely want to preserve that.
0: Started off West Coast, tech company, did that Euro step. I love that term. <laughs> Came back to Columbus, brought all that energy over here. Absolutely. Music is now doing some amazing services and has an amazing foothold on the music scene here in Columbus. Shifting into what you guys are focusing your energy into today. You talked a little bit about it, but if we could just dive deeper into Absolutely. where is the music team focusing their energy right now? So right now, it's it's about content. Um, we spent a lot of time last
1: year, uh, just building the brand um, holistically, um, getting people familiar with what is music, um, getting them curious about it. You know, even just asking that question, "What is music?" Um, and then being able to kind of convert that into people that actually are, are uh, fans of it and wanted to be a part of it. Uh, now that we have so many, you know, we have a, a, a great group and handful of artists that need to now get their music out into the world um, so that we can continue to progress forward uh, as, a, as, a, as a unit. So we need every artist to be successful on the platform. Um, and we need them to, to, to do that to also show other artists um, how how to how to do it and how how mm-hmm. music is doing it. So so we need them to be those uh, those pioneers, you know, for, for mm-hmm. music. Um, so it's just getting music out, shooting videos, marketing, touring. Uh, the plan f- is uh, in, in May. I want to open up another studio on the West Coast. That'll create a pipeline between Columbus and L. A. Um, that has a lot of other really great artists. Um, it also makes us more attractive. So when we can go get you know international artists um, like a Kaii, shout out to Kaii out of Melbourne, Australia, or um, um, or like a, a Koji Radical out of out of London. Um, but you can go get an artist that's doing really well overseas, bring them to Columbus. They record in our studio. They're able to work with artists locally. Um, you know hopefully be able to influence each other uh, so they can take some of Columbus back to London or or Australia with them and vice versa you know now we have something new that we learned and and kind of um were influenced by with this artist and now you know Columbus sound is starting to have a lot of different nuances and different different sounds to it as well and then be able to send them out to LA and they can go get right back into our studio and go do a podcast you know and uh an interview and and still be able to uh, kind of champion the music brand. So
0: Music is helping undiscovered artists. Yes. I love that you guys are setting up this pipeline and focusing on this international scope. Absolutely. And it seems like all the content that you guys are creating is there for the international focus. Absolutely. It's not like you guys are just creating content that's playing on your own internal TVs. Right. You two days ago discovered TikTok and now you're experimenting to try to understand the platform. You were here yesterday Figuring out Alexa, right. you're a very innovative pioneer. You're you're trying to figure out what the best thing is. You're trying it out. Right. That way you can sh- share that knowledge with yeah. the rest of your Columbus musicians and yes. help them to get discovered. And I think you're on the right path with this. How did you come up with this idea for music? What was what was the genesis? What was that like original that problem or idea that sparked what we see now, which is an amazing brand company?
1: Uh, so. For those that don't know, um, I was an artist first. Um, I think that's important when you're, when you're looking at uh, tech and platforms that um, have musicians on it. Um, I think the one thing that I, I felt like these... Uh, so actually, I'll go backwards. So let me start over. Uh, I moved out to L.A. So my last album I, I released, it was called A Fearless LP or A Fearless Story on, on Spotify. Um, and it was pretty much life after college, um, I'm a storyteller, so all all of my uh, projects always have some sort of narrative, and they're all pretty consistent, um, like like Terminators or something, you know what I mean? You always kinda know. Uh, you can kinda catch up if you hear, if you like me now, uh, you can go listen to my past projects and kinda catch up to where you know where the story is and where we, where we were at, you know? But I went to OU, um, had a label called Yizzo, um, uh, Graduated and moved to Los Angeles the first time. Um, moved back home for a couple years, which sounds like a long time, um, and was trying to figure it out. Um, started working on my next project, which was Fearless. Uh, so, this is prior to 2016. Um, the album, you know, was uh, put my all into it. Um, took my time, as I always do. Um, at the time, I was going through a lot with my family, and so it was a very dark project. Um, that allowed me to tour regionally, and then it sent me out to L.A. Um, I had this, this I don't know what it was, but I had a, a, a my intuition, you know, is, I, I have a pretty strong intuition. So something in me was telling me, uh, you need to go back to L.A. and kind of like finish what it is that you started. There's something out there that you need to learn or discover or figure out or something. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know. I didn't know. But I knew that when I saw it, I would know. Um, So with no money, you know, I had a show in LA and I had no money. So I'm like, all right, uh, I'll start looking for writing jobs for, like, TV shows and stuff. Just trying to find some way for me to, like, be able to live out there and was getting no callbacks and and nothing was happening. Um, The voice was getting louder, though. You got to go. You got to go. So I had to act on faith um I, I flew out there and was completely prepared to sleep on a park bench um if I needed to just whatever it takes to find this thing you know um I get out there and as soon as I land uh, a friend of mine who I hadn't talked to in a very long time uh hits me up and uh invites me to his Airbnb um from there, I I learned about this program. And I was dealing with with tech and apps, and um, and so I get accepted into this program. Um, the program housed me, which was great, because um, you know now I have a place to stay for for a couple months, which is a blessing. You know, so that was one of those things where acting on faith, it just kind of worked out. Um, I have a place to stay, um, so. Now, the, the learning curve for me was that now I'm in this space of tech and apps. And I know nothing about that. All I know is music. Um, it was really uncomfortable for me because I'm used to being really good at stuff. And so, um, the fact that I was like the weakest link in this house, um, it bothered me a, a lot. And it was tough. Um, I'm, I'm like, I didn't know anything about that. And music in this house didn't, I mean, they liked music, but it didn't, it wasn't doing anything. So like... It made my gift feel very irrelevant, so I had to learn I had to learn something new um and it took a while. Everyone else is in this house and they're working on games and uh, little news feeder apps and you know r s s feeds and, and things like that uh, really simple stuff um i because I'm so passionate about music, I start really you know learning about tech and apps and coding and then I started looking at why certain apps work and why certain apps don't. And then you start learning about how many apps are actually in the app store. And then you start thinking, okay, so why do we only, if there's millions of apps in the app store, we only use like three of them, you know what I mean? But everything in our phone is an app, including like the calculator app. So like we have all these apps in our phone. Um, The only ones we actually spend a lot of time on are the social ones, you know, the sound, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and your messenger app that you text people with, you know what I mean? That's pretty much all you use every day. And then every now and then you might, if you use a banking app or whatever for your, mm-hmm. for your funds, things like that, um, utilities. So, uh, I started getting the idea and I, you know, I thought of, um, use it, use it came to mind. I think somebody actually in the house, you know, was, uh, I was talking about like, man, I kind of want to start. Uh, maybe like a music streaming platform for uh, uh, undiscovered music. And then someone in the house was like, "Music? why don't you call it music?" And I'm like, actually, that's pretty sick. That's dope. So, uh, you know, so immediately now I'm like creating graphics and experimenting with different logos and, and you know, and now we have like the pretty, I think it's going to be pretty iconic, the little head with the headphones mm-hmm. on it and the play button. It's pretty cool. So, you know, so I'm I'm experimenting with all this stuff, but I ended up creating that. Um, and then from there I started working on the deck but now I'm like super excited because I'm learning so much about apps so I called my business partner who's my co-founder of the company now um, Brian he was my manager growing up though like all through college and stuff so you know somebody I trusted with um, just business and music anyway and so at the I'm telling him you know um, (coughs) oh I'm sorry I'm um, telling him about everything and I'm like man you know music and it can be a streaming platform and then uh it can connect people to do this and then we can find studios and, and it was a lot it was a lot so he's like all right well you need to simplify because right now like you said a lot I don't know what you're talking about like you seem very excited but I have no idea what this is so so and it seemed like that was what was happening every time I would have these conversations with people it was so much. I wouldn't know where to start. I'm like, man, look, it's not just a streaming platform. It's going to be this, this, and this. And it was so much, you know. And it was everything from the studio. It was every to managing artists to streaming to cryptocurrencies to all these different like things. And it was like, okay, but where do they all fit? in cartoons, you know what I mean? Animes, like all kind of stuff. So it's like, okay, well, how does that all play? Is that all in the app? So then I'm like, okay, yeah, that might be a little overkill. It's too much to put in one app. Um, and I'm looking at other apps and, I'm like, okay, uh, maybe they need to be separated. Uh, maybe these are like uh, maybe like a certain brand of app for um, independent musicians, um, independent artists. Uh, like Nike, you know what I mean? Like Adidas, like um, um, Supreme, you know, uh, almost like a boutique Uh, type of uh, type of type of app you know I mean a a boutique music streaming platform so um, so I'm going through that I'm calling people and I'm trying to get funding and stuff and because the idea was so big you know one thing I learned is that like you can't explain your vision to everybody because everybody won't understand and if you're not strong minded um, you know you'll have people that'll make you feel stupid for thinking of something so absurd and so large you know what i mean it's larger than anything they can think of so they'll make you feel some type of way about it so there's a lot of times where i'm like well you know never mind you know what i mean like this is too much and maybe it is stupid maybe it is too much i uh, going on you know i don't i don't really know what's going you know what i'm doing so um that was happening but it was lingering man it was like this tinkering effect and you know that's just like no nah, man like this is what it is, and it, and I could see it so clearly, even though I couldn't uh, articulate it to people in a way where they would understand what it was, I see it so clearly. And the thing about it is, even right now, it's still not even 20% of what it is. You know what I mean? It's just what it needs to be in this moment in time. Um, so, yeah, I mean that's pretty much where it, that's where it, that's where it came from, so I hope that answered the question.:
0: You've shifted from music <laughs> into tech, and now you've unified the two with music and technology. for musicians that are listening to this who have no knowledge of code, so same person as von Graves a few years back absolutely for those type of people who don't have any understanding of code is is this knowledge of code something that is very specific to you, or after learning code, do you think that this is a uh, field of knowledge that more musicians need to have a greater understanding of? Uh,
1: absolutely the latter. Um, I think that uh, more musicians do need to, to know things. Now, I will, I will say they don't need to know how to code. Um, Steve Jobs is someone who didn't make a computer. He just had a vision for what this brand, Right, Because he saw more than a laptop. You know what I mean? Steve Jobs saw a life. He saw a lifestyle. He saw a culture. He saw something bigger than just the thing on our phone. It's it's what we can do with this and and how it shapes and changes the world. And so um, he didn't need to know how to actually build it himself. He just needed to be able to have the vision, articulate that vision um, in a way that was... Um, uh, in a way that, that motivated and inspired people around him to want to then go build that thing because mm-hmm. it's so awesome how he just described what it is. Um, and, and so um, that being the case, you don't need to code, but, but you do need to have great ideas and you need to be able to be excited about them and you need to be able to articulate and convey um, what that is um, in a way that's convincing enough to get people mm-hmm. to want to to give you resources
0: and, and buy into to, to you, you know what I mean, and what it is that you're trying to build. So, I want to shift into future. I know we've... Uh, I've been very curious of your thoughts, so this Love is kind of being longer than the normal podcast episode, but music has evolved a lot, and we've seen it shift from performances into eight tracks and vinyls, Absolutely. into CDs, into... Now we have these streaming platforms, and it used to be that you would sell a lot of vinyls and CDs in the 1900s. In today's day, Spotify really makes it pretty challenging for people to make profit off of listening to music via streams. Absolutely. Your perspective, tell me if this is off the table, but Mm -hmm. musicians, how do you think they should be shifting their attention towards actually making money with their art? Is is it going to be the same for everyone, or is it different, or are there any categories we could block it into... So I think, I think it'll, it'll be different um, depending on who you are. So one
1: thing you know about our artists on music is that a lot of them are multi-dimensional, they're multi-talented artists. So yes, I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a rapper, um, but I also know how to engineer. So now it's our job as their manager or management company to ge- help them generate revenue um, using something that they are good at and that's still in their space. So the objective isn't to go work at a bank or go get a, a nine to five um, in order to fund your dream. You know what I mean? That's the most pr- practical way of doing it, especially where we are, you know what I mean? Where it's not a lot of opportunity for artists in, in Ohio. You know what I mean? Um, not on that level. Um, and, so, and so our job is to now, okay, like for example, Jay Mills um, is, a, is, a, is an amazing artist. He's also an amazing engineer. Um, he has a huge clientele, so he makes money engineering other people's music. It's also allowing him to network with more artists. Um, So now he has a bigger network. Now he's in more people's, his name is in more people's mouths. Um, So now when it is time for him to work on that project, he has a slew of artists that would love to work with him because he's worked on their project and he can probably, um, and uh, and he doesn't have to pay anybody to mix his album because he knows how to do it himself. Um, so self-sustainability. Um, you want to be able to, to to know how to do as much as you can. Not to say that you can do everything by yourself, uh, but you want to have a, a solid understanding of how everything works. Um, that way, you can at least be able to 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 uh, put the people in place to do it and know that they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what, if you don't know how to do it, then you don't even know if you have someone that's good or bad at
0: what they're doing for you. You know, so um, I think that's important you don't need to know the intricacies. You just need to know enough to be able to convey it to someone who does know more about it. Absolutely. Like you don't a musician doesn't need to know how to code. Right. They just need to know enough about the app or website they're trying to build to convey that to the coder in a way that excites them and gets them on board with right. the project. Right. Because coding is boring. And I you know I mean? No one wants to sit there and I mean except for
1: actual coders. <laughs> and, and 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 pat. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't actually I don't like it's not fun. It's not fun to sit in front of a computer and and meticulously code out certain things. you know I, for me i I would prefer to um, have the idea um, be able to find uh, uh, an app similar that uh, maybe isn't doing well in the app store. Um, find out who the developer is of that app find out how much they would let me buy that app off of them for um, and then work from there because at least all the groundwork is done and now from
0: there it's just adding I love that. (laughs) that that's genius because you're not finding a developer off the street and you're not starting from scratch, right. You're finding someone that's struggling, right. and you're saying, "Look, I see your vision, right Let's align. Let's exactly. figure out the That's genius. I've exactly. never heard that concept before, but: Yeah, absolutely. So it's just finding quicker ways of doing
1: things, um, um, and getting it done, because you have people who do have resources. and, and you know, Facebook, um, you have companies that are still looking for, for new things to do and, and new companies to buy, and, and they have plenty of money to do it and they can go to market really, really fast. So you have to also try to find a way to get to market quick enough um, uh, to be able to compete um, and be in that space. Um, And then from there is building a brand. So for us, we had to reverse engineer. Um, People were going and and kind of seeing what we were doing, um, seeing the potential and what it is that we were doing and then, and then creating cookie-cutter copies of those things. The brands weren't as sweet, though, you know what I mean? And you could tell, like, it wasn't as much thought that went into it because they got the idea. They go to market, though, but because they got to market and they have the resources and they have the capital to do it, you know, they technically win that battle, you know what I mean? They're out there now, and, and we're not. Um, the, the cool thing about it, though, and the thing that's encouraging is uh, because it's so much bigger than just an app, um, I think that's where most of these other companies they kind of get stuck at. They're just looking at it from a very uh, uh, limited, limited, yeah, yeah, very, very limited uh, uh, thing. I want to create this thing because I saw it was a great idea, and I want to make a lot of money off of it. And then they're willing to, you know, have a bigger company come acquire it, and then they make their money, and then they go do what they do. So they're not even passionate about about it in the first place. Um, and so, you know, I think passion is 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 a very under rated uh thing to have you know when you're passionate about stuff you're willing to to fail and and keep doing it um where other people won't and another thing about these companies that take ideas is that when it doesn't work you know what i mean because you haven't even tested it it was just an idea but when it doesn't work and they start losing millions and millions of dollars they stop you know what i mean with us um, it's, it's a little different. We have the idea, we're passionate about it, and we're gonna figure out how to make it work one way or another, um, even if it takes us longer to do so. But, but it's a marathon,
0: not a race. So yeah, they got the market faster, but who's gonna be here in 10 or 20 years? Final conversation. We talked, you mentioned, there are millions of apps on the App Store. Yes. Undiscovered artists are trying to get discovered, and, and in my idea, tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. It's not best to fight against where all the attention is at. It's best to move to where attention is moving towards and make a space where there is very little people capturing that attention. So like, I
1: mean, even, even, like, yeah, like,
0: like even with like, uh, like TikTok, for example. That was what I was going to say. So you, you adopted TikTok. Hey, this is a platform where there's a bunch of kids on, but right. not necessarily adults. Right. But those kids have to grow up. Right. And if they're growing exactly. up using TikTok, exactly. that's the platform they're going to use. Like we grew up with Instagram. Exactly. Our parents grew up with, well, they didn't grow up with Facebook, but they adopted Facebook. Right. Let's talk voice technology. Yes. We talked the evolution of music, millions of apps on the App Store. Yes. You were in with us yesterday or two days ago, mm-hmm. putting Bond Graves on Amazon Alexa. Yes. What are your thoughts on the intersection of musicians and this voice technology? Uh, so the voice thing is
1: is... Is 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 cool, right? Because what it is is you're able to be more intimate with your fans, um, being able to talk to them. Where I really see things being, and me and you kind of had this conversation before, um, is the is the whole VR experiences. Um, I think that VR is the future of of music and albums. Um, I think that you have really incredible artists that are able to direct cool music videos, right, you have Kanye, you have, you know, I'm I'm a little bit older than maybe some of these people, so like Kit Cuddy, and uh, um, Lil Nas X? Lil Nas X is newer, uh, sure, we'll say him, you know, great artists that are very creative, and, and Lil Uzi, you know, even, um, uh, very creative, and they can create, you know, these experiences with their shows, Travis Scott. We we'll even we we'll even use him. Astro World. Yeah, you know Astro World was yep. an experience. Yep. Uh, his his concert was a was a roller coaster thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was epic. I think that I think that when you ha- you have the goggles and you have these headphones, and I think that you know you have kids that are playing Fortnite and playing video games all day long, so their their senses are already like super sensitive. You know what I mean? They're like everything has to be visual and I have to hear it and I gotta be able to interact and and be in it. Um I think that is where albums and music is going um and that's why I do try to create my music like that, so it's already ready to be uh converted into mm. you know the new v r album but I always I always i was talking to someone this is like a year ago and I was talking about like Drake's views album and how awesome it would be if uh for a whole album you can be your favorite artist. You know, waking up in a bed and, and maybe the intro of the album, the music is playing, you wake up. It's VR. um, You look to your left and, you know, first off, you wake up and in this in this album or whatever, you know, you're looking around the room and it's a huge, nice, luxury room because Drake just built a really awesome house, you know. So So his room is awesome. So you're in this room and you look to your left and it's your slash Drake's phone on the on the dresser and you see Lil Wayne calling or somebody, or you know what I mean? And you think it's, it's cool, you look to your right, you see a beautiful woman sleep with her back turned to you and, and her body is amazing. She gets up, she walks to the bathroom, but she walks in front of the bed. You can follow her all the way to the, like, you know, visually, you can f- watch her walk to the bathroom. Her body is awesome. She takes a shower, but she leaves the door cracked a little bit. You see the silhouette of her in the shower. Um, boom That whole scene right there With the music playing Is an experience Next song Now you're in the back Of his Maybach um, You look to your left And you see Champagne And you see all his homies You look to your right And there's a window um, And it's Tenet And you're driving down Toronto Down the street in, in like downtown Toronto The window cracks down A little bit They can see the top Of your head now all of a sudden you see people looking over and pointing at the car and pointing at your window and now they're like chasing the Maybach down the street and then you can roll the window back up or whatever things like that that, that makes an album and makes music way cooler you know what I mean because now not only do I hear it but I get to see and I get to see what that artist felt and, and what mind state they were in when they even created it in the first place that's
0: how we're going to create super fans and create mm. the future of entertainment I love that Biggest concerns I have right now with well, I guess question. So I pitched it to you as voice, and then you were like, "Yes, but even bigger is VR." Mm-hmm. So do you see voice almost like the tablet, where it's here and people um, well, think look, it's hip, but it'll in the grand scheme of things, it's just another mobile device. Well, let me let me ask you this um, counter question: What is the end goal for? Where do you see voice? I see voice creating that interactive experience for the listener. Okay. Up until now, music has been created very linearly. Right. There's a start, there's a progression, there's an end. Mm-hmm. No matter who's listening to it, no matter the context of where they're listening to it or how, what mood they're in, that is the album. I see voice creating these contexts of, there's a speaker over there, there's a s- smart speaker on my phone, I have an Alexa in my car, Take the context and then create an entirely unique experience for the end listener using that context and using voice and artificial intelligence. I I really see voice as just a way to interact with artificial intelligence. Okay. I I think when people think artificial intelligence, especially in 2020, Mm -hmm. they think voice. Because how do you interact with artificial intelligence?
1: Artificial intelligence
0: being robots, right? In layman's terms. Artificial intelligence meaning like so one way you interact with artificial intelligence is when you scroll on Instagram. There's an algorithm that is saying, Okay, the in order to increase the likelihood that he swipes one more time up, we're gonna put this piece of content in. It's entirely curated to you. Okay. If I look at my feed, it's gonna look entirely different than your feed and even if we're following the exact same people, the context is different. Okay. So the feed is different. Gotcha. But when I say AI, you don't think of Instagram. Right. You think of robots. Right. And what are the robots you think of? Androids. Some sort like of android AI that robot. has some anthropomorphized. It looks like a person. Looks like a person right. talks like a person, listens like a person. Mm-hmm. AI is already being used on a daily basis, but how are people interacting with it? Right now, it's via screen facing and thumb swiping. Growing numbers of people, especially the youngest and the oldest, are leveraging voice technology. And in the same way that TikTok is popular amongst young people, and the reason that's valuable is those young people will grow up mm-hmm. having this bedrock foundation of TikTok, I'm seeing a similar thing with voice technology, where these young kids are sitting at home, and their parents took away their tablets because we see that young kids interacting with tablets can lead to some social disorders. Okay. But they still have these Alexa devices. And when and you they, say tablets, you're also
1: talking about phones, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes.
0: Any, any sort of screen device. Gotcha. Those voice devices are... Kal- you might not know Khalil. Khalil sends me a video of his little sister playing a Spongebob game on this Echo show. And he's like, how'd you find that? And she's like, I have no idea. She had no idea how she discovered it, but for, but she's standing there staring at this little Echo show playing a game on it for hours. Hmm. How long do you spend talking to smart speakers? I don't. You don't? It, because you're focused on building a business. Mm-hmm. You're focused on creating music. You're focused on exploring when you can mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you're probably not spending as much time on tiktok as kids are right you're getting on experimenting putting out your experiment and then getting off right which right. is smart very smart you're running a lot of experiments mm-hmm. i hear you with the vr i think it is going to create a lot i have a vr headset at my house mm-hmm. i didn't buy it it was gifted to me um from a mentor mm-hmm. i have it I had to plug it into my computer, I had to download all the software, it didn't work on my first laptop because it wasn't powerful enough, plugged it into my high-powered gaming computer, and then it still wasn't super awesome, and I had to then buy everything after that $500 headset. So I'm thinking, like, accessibility-wise, voice is built in to any Android phone, which is cheaper than iPhone. Mm -hmm. And on iPhone, you have Siri built in, and then you can download the Google Assistant. Mm -hmm. On Black Friday, those little devices sell for $19. So I see this barrier to entry being very low, and the adoption has already been massive. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to, th- I hear you with the VR, and I think I, that I the guess. technology will get cheaper over time. So I'm just trying to think from your perspective, do you think voice is just like a distraction, and it's just a middle ground before we head to that VR? Or do you see this as kind of a core element of technology that is going to impact musicians on the same level that VR will, web has, and mobile has?
1: Well, I guess the question for me is, with the with uh voice um, AI, um, and we're not just talking about androids now. We're just talking about literally in general algorithms and algorithms. So, with that being the case, then yes, I do uh, see that being um, uh, another comp- a, a component prior to. Mm-hmm you know, everything being so VR. Immersive. And,
0: and immersive. Truly immersive. Um, Which that is. From, uh, from, a, from a sense of... You're a good like, storyteller. I saw that entire story of the Drake. Right, was, that yeah. one, You're a good storyteller.
1: And they, but they serve two different purposes, right? Hmm. The, the VR thing is, is, from a fan perspective, right? Because you have to separate them into two categories of people. So, from a fan of music, I don't do music, but I love music and I love finding artists and stuff. Um, I'm assuming the AI thing will work in a sense of being able to show them artists that they would like, based on music that they've listened to before. Um, is Spotify not already curating playlists around artists already um, with the voice thing? So, um, so from a from a sense, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of use cases. What would, what would be the what is the what's the purpose of it? And then what we talked about yesterday, the cool factor. Mm-hmm. What tangible uh, experience or app or whatever is it that is making me feel like a like voice is the way to go, right? I, I it's it's hard for me to word what I'm what I'm saying. So so if I'm so the thing about the VR thing that's cool is one people like opening up stuff. So I'm opening up this package and I got the headphones and stuff or whatever. So that's already cool mm-hmm. as a me, you know, as a, as a, Unboxing. As, Very a cool. as a, as a, as a uh, brand guy and, and, and you know, the, the CEO of a company, I'm thinking of, you know, using branded VR equipment. Now you talking about how much everything costs. I'm like, hmm, okay, I wonder how we can get those costs down to, you know, but, um, but yeah, you know, having the, having those and being able to package that, um, I guess the, the algorithm thing of it is just something you don't see, you just kind of just do, you know, um, uh, from an algorithm standpoint of, of curating music for me to listen to um, that, that it, where it knows what I like um, I see that being very valuable especially you know, a company like ours where we are talking about creating these apps and wanting to make sure that um, we're, we're able to pair this undiscovered artist with this fan that would love that type of artist um, that is where I would see that, you know, definitely being a case. Um, from a a speaking standpoint um, of like what we were doing with Alexa and stuff, that was definitely very cool f- for the artist, um, you know, to 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 have that experience. And I guess from a fan standpoint, if I'm a super fan of that artist, to be able to to do that as well. So um, so I see that as being as being definitely cool. I just see them. I see them both being able to. Exist, you know what I mean, co- co- coexist together because yes. they do different things.
0: Yes, agreed, coexist. One does not need to win. The mobile phone did not defeat web. Right. VR probably won't defeat voice, but they'll coexist, they'll and co- they'll use different technologies. Because you'll them.
1: have different, yeah, you'll have different different ways of, of using them, just like blockchain, you know what I mean? There's so many like different ways of using blockchain. Um, than just cryptocurrency. Uh
0: I really like your insight on this, like especially you knowing technology, knowing music and then also having this idea for virtual reality. Mm -hmm. I love your input and your perspective that you have on voice. I appreciate it. For fans that are listening and want to start to follow either Von Graves or the Yuzik brand. Absolutely. What's the best way for people to follow along, get connected with you, start to engage with Yuzik more?
1: Uh, so Instagram for sure. Um, my Instagram is r- at real von Grave, So that's real R E A L and then von V O N G R A V E S. Um, same on Twitter um, and Facebook. Instagram is the same way. Um, Instagram is music brands U S I C B R A N D S. Oh TikTok, yeah, you can follow me on TikTok too, guys. Uh, <laughs> I got some. I just got some new ones, some new TikToks. Uh, but uh, but music brands and then um, our website um, musicbrands.com uh, We also have musicbrand with no s dot com. Uh, we also have music dot co. U S I C dot co. So um, all of those are just able to just see our team, um, see more about what we're about, um, and then from an Instagram standpoint, being able to follow along with just our journey. You know how certain artists are doing um, as we continue to grow and evolve. You know being able to see new developments and new stuff that we release, you know, so, yeah.
0: Do you have any final words to kind of send off, any any tips or any last final thoughts to send people into their day, people who are listening to this in the morning, on their drive to work, any kind of...
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I was telling you before I got here, uh, you know, with the whole Kobe Bryant thing, and not to be all morbid or anything, but, um, you know, it really, really just kind of puts in perspective how fragile... Um, you know, life is and how, um, you know, I'm sure Kobe had a lot of really big dreams. His daughter had dreams, you know, and things that she wanted to do um, and, then, and then, you know, doesn't live to, to, to actually do it. So I think that, you know, it's, it's important to always, you know, be in the future and have a vision for where you want your life to go. Um, but it's also really important to execute and do as much as you can in that day. Um, and make sure that everything that you do do and put out means something. And, it's, and if that's the last thing that you'd ever uh, uh, released or launched, um, that it represents you to the best of your abilities and that it is, the, is, is what you want to be remembered for. Um, you know, a lot of artists like to just make music. And I get, you know, a lot of slack, especially, you know, even from, like, our artists, too. And, and especially, like, you know, the management team and stuff, for just how long it takes me to release music and to, and to build my albums and stuff. Um, but I, I've always taken an approach of, like, I don't have room for subpar, half ass stuff like i can't i can't i can't do that you know what i mean if it's the last thing i do i don't want to be remembered for something half-assed um also too you know words are important and they impact people so you know it. i, I want to take my time on on my craft because i'm passionate about it and it's what i love and it's what i feel like i'm supposed to be doing with my life and so um i'm not going to take that for granted and waste it and i think that you know from an artist standpoint. Um, just make sure that you're saying what you want to say um, and you're happy with what it is that you're that you're releasing if that's the last thing that you've ever done, you know. So, um, yeah.
0: If you're listening to this and you're trying to find some new music, go follow Uzik or Real Vaughn Graves to get connected with some undiscovered musicians. Vaughn, thank you for joining us on the show. Appreciate you, man. Thank you.